0: If you need a Bible, there's some on the front table over there. Feel free to snag one. All right, so this is Vision Sunday, talking about what, uh, what the future holds, uh, what God is doing, what he's been stirring, kind of look at our past some and our current and our future as well. Um, two of the questions that, that I've been mulling over um, in the last few weeks is, is, what, is uh, what does Jesus want for Sojourn Church? And what does Jesus pray for Sojourn Church? Uh, we're going to go to a scripture in just a little while of, of Jesus praying, praying for, uh, for his people, praying to his dad. Uh, and that's going to inform us some of what, of what God's up to. Um, last year, uh, the, the places that God had us kind of press in uh, was in the area of worship and proclamation, that we need to be a people that we're drawing near to the Lord, that we, we come to him we look to Him for us, our sustenance. And then from that, though, we, we proclaim Him. And uh, so God did an, an amazing work uh, w- within us. Uh, and even within that time, not only as people worship or proclaim Him primarily as missionaries all out through the city, but as as we gathered together, God brought us back downtown. It was a, an answer to prayer after years. God, bring us back downtown. I still remember the early days, uh, just, just saying, all right, God... Once we get out of our living room, we want to get downtown. We want to be down in in the 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 center of of the city, uh, to where uh, to where there's it's where people come, it's where people go. You got uh, folks that work downtown. You got people who uh, party downtown. You got people who live downtown. Uh, We want to be in a place that's strategic to pray for our city, a place that's strategic to make disciples. For all of our city, and uh, we're just so thrilled God has brought us back. Um, So, listen, let's uh, let's pray, and we're going to press forward. God, we declare that Your hand is upon this time. That there's things that You want to do in each man and each woman, in every student, and every boy and girl that's here. Thank You, God, that uh, You've done a work in uh, the service before us. Uh, You're going to do a work uh, here and now. I thank you, Lord, for what you've been doing with our kids upstairs, with children's discipleship, Lord Jesus. Knowing that parents are the primary disciplers, Lord, but as a big super family that we get to invest in one another's kids, in one another's marriages, one another's lives, Lord. Uh, people who are single, people that are married, people that are older, people that are younger, God. It's just a, a big family that that you've brought together, and uh, it's 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 thrilling to see what. What you've done, and uh, it's exciting to see what what you're going to do next, Lord. Uh, we thank you, Lord, that as a family, Lord, that that you're giving birth, that you're pressing uh, pressing men and women not only within the context of our church to go further as disciple makers uh, and being a part of church planting, Lord, but peop- pressing people outward, Lord. We love the Stows and we declare your blessings over them as they prepare for what you have next. We love the Rigneys. And just declare your blessings on them as you prepare, prepare them for what's next, God. And we love, we love God, the, the, uh, the church that's in the city, the Christians, the gospel-centered uh, churches that are in Huntsville and the surrounding metro area, Lord. We declare your blessings over your bride in our area, Lord. Uh, we know, Father, that we're not the only game in town, Father. We're certainly not the best game in town. We're just glad to be in the game. And so, Father, we declare blessings over the other churches, the other pastors, the other deacons and elders and church members, Father, and declare that you're bringing more and more people into these families, uh, even as we speak, God. So, bless this time as we press forward, in Jesus' name, amen. You guys, um, we, uh, we, we looked at 2011 Worship Proclamation. We've been talking about 2012, focusing around a couple of different words Cohesion and mission, uh, taking from where we've been and saying, All right, God, what do you want next? Uh, And so we're going to unpack that today. I want to start out in John 13, verses 31 to 35. Um, If you take a look at this scripture, uh, between John 13 and John 17, there's a lot of teaching that's done uh, in this biography of Jesus. And these are, these are words that are written about Christ from the point of the dinner that he had, the night, bef- the night he was betrayed, all the way leading to before, before he's uh, put on the cross. There's a lot of teaching, a lot of material uh, that's presented there. Um, uh, that's within these stories, uh, we have Jesus washing the feet of his disciples. Uh, within it, we've got that Judas was going to betray him. And at this point right now, Judas uh, had just been called out by Jesus, and now he's left the building, uh, Judas asks, Starting in verse 31, John 13. When he'd gone out, Jesus said, now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while, I am with you. You seek me. And just as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I'm going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. So again, Judas has just left the room. And Jesus is preparing the rest of his disciples for the point at which their leader is gone. And I don't know if you recall a time in your life in which maybe you, you finished up a school year and it was just the favorite of all the teachers that you had. And you're bummed out, man. You know, who, what teacher am I going to get next year? Or you, you finished, finished up your middle school or your your uh, or varsity sport in, in high school, or maybe even college, and, and you're done. And this, co- this coach has invested a ton into your life. And, and it's over. And it's like, okay, man, wow, it's a new season that that you're going to be walking into. Well, that's what's coming up, and Jesus has been preparing them for this time in which he was going to move on. Now, he, he says somewhere else, he says, but I, it's going to be better that I leave you because I'm going to send a comforter that's going to be with you. The Holy Spirit that will actually live within you. He'll d- indwell you. He'll be within you. Uh, so preparing them, but, but in, in their hearts, uh, they'd be like you and me. I mean, if we got to spend all this time with Jesus... And we'd be saying, no, no, Jesus, no, just can, can, you, can you put it off a little while longer? Please, God, I mean, this is such a good time. I mean, I, I, we haven't been able to see Jesus face-to-face in, in the flesh yet. We will someday as Christians, uh, but we haven't yet. And I could just imagine, you know. I mean, I can't wait for that moment to come for us, and, but yet to think, man, he's just about to go away um, I mean, absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? But, man, that, that would have been so difficult. And I think that sometimes for us who are Christians, we look at the brokenness within this world that we live in, and we long to go ahead and be in heaven. Where it's like, oh God, I wish that you would finalize things, that you'd come and restore, or that you'd go ahead and and, uh, and and take us all take us all to heaven. That you it'd be done, and we'd be able to see you face to face. I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired of all the, the difficulties and all the problems that I have. And I wish, I wish it were over. And sometimes what Christians will do is they'll just mentally and emotionally or relationally check out. It's like, I'm just I'm pulling back. And you try to get into a comfortable shell. You try to not to take as many risks. You try not to go as deep in relationships because you know, when they go south, it just hurts so bad. But that's not what Jesus is doing, at least not today. He's not coming back today. Well, I guess he could. The day's not over yet, right? Come on, Jesus, right? But his point in this was, the, the, I, I have a mission for you that I'm going on, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, and I want you to be on mission. I have a purpose. I have a plan for your life. And and so I know you guys, you you kind of ramp yourself up. It's like, okay, what's the mission? Let's go. It's going to be outside. Let's go. Let's let's roll, all right? But what he does is he builds, he starts with the foundation, the building block. Outside of himself, the first foundation stone, he says, is like, he says, look, there's a new commandment I'm going to give to you. And this is it love one another just as I've loved you. You're also to love one another. So he says, what I want you to do is I want you to serve one another the way that I've served you. I want you to love each other the way I loved you. That is the beginning of the mission. He's here to seek and save the lost. He, he's made that very plain. He's here for the oppressed. He's here for the poor. He's here for the wounded. He's here, he's here for those who are in, imprisoned. But the mission starts with him and with his people. We must know that. It starts right there that we must love one another the way that he has loved us. And verse 35 says this. It says that, that by this they'll know that you're my disciples. By the way you love one another. And so there's an evangelistic tone to, to loving and serving one another first, okay? So this is very important for us because uh, we want to be driven evangelists and disciples and missionaries within our culture. But God says, wait, first of all, it's me and then it's you. It's enjoy me and it's enjoy one another first before you enjoy the mission. It's Jesus, then it's community. And that's a part of, of the mission. Before, before you hit the gates, before you hit the door, going to the externals, before you hit the outsiders, make sure that through me, you're dealing well with, with the insiders. That you're a, a missional community that's devoted to, to God and to one another and then walking through, through with it. This is, a, this is a, t- a, a type of cohesion. Being drawn together, um, time with one another, serving one another, and through that being on mission with one another. And this, now now look, at, look back, let's pull back for a second and let's take a look at the example that Jesus set of what it means to be a missionary. And We've talked about this from day one, that Jesus is a missionary God and that the way that he modeled what life is and what the mission is. Is he engaged his world, he engaged culture, he engaged pre-disciples, he invited them into his into his life, he invited them into his community, and then eventually invited them into his family. That means they, they eventually were saved. He, he went, he came into this world, he engaged it, he loved, he loved the people, he loved the world, he he invited people, said, come start walking with me. You see, he, didn't, he didn't say you have to believe what I believe. To be able to spend time with me, I love you right where you are. Let's start walking. Okay, that's what a good, loving, biblical missionary does. That first off, they say, "Come, let's uh, let's spend time together." Um, one of the uh, one of the greatest things that you can do that transcends economic status. It transcends even. The generation, or even the century you live in, or the nation that you live in, is if you invite somebody to eat with you, you say, "I'd like to break bread with you." That cross-culturally is one of the greatest ways to show acceptance and invitation into your life. Secondly, another way to do it is to invite somebody into your home, actually to where your where privacy takes place, to say, "I'm inviting you into the inner sanctum, into my own house." where my messes are, I'm inviting you in. You want to double up or triple up on that? Uh, you invite somebody into your house to eat your food with you. That's what Jesus did. He, and he also invited himself. He, was, he went past that. and He'd go to people and say, I'm coming to your house tonight. So how about some of you guys make that on your to-do list, invite yourself to somebody's house this week, and let me know how that goes. All right? Um, but that's, that's what he did. He, he just said, he said, come. Let's start walking together. And, and what happens is this amalgamation of those that were followers of his and those that became, became worshipers of his that came into his family. And, and, and we, we, just, we don't know exactly who started popping first and who was, who was their hearts were regenerated, and at what point these disciples did, and, and what points the others didn't, and, and others that are being involved. But, but that's the point is that our lives should be a mix of believers and unbelievers that we're, that we're walking with. And we do what we can strategically to try to mix the pot. That as we do mission. That, that mission, I mean, um, Jesus invited men to do mission with him that weren't even Christians yet. Okay? Don't, don't think that just because he said, come follow me, And they started hanging out with him that they were Christians on day one. They absolutely were not. And yet, he invited them into mission even from day one. He invited them in to be a part of as he prayed to his father from day one. As he worshipped his father from day one. He invited them in. That's what a good missionary does. And so that's what he has exemplified for us. And that's such a foundation for Sojourn Church is to know that we're missionaries. That we've been saved into mission, and so Jesus was saying, he basically was saying, "Love me, love each other, love unbelievers." I mean, y'all can see just right there. It's Jesus community mission. We talk so much about. So um, we're going to come back to cohesion in, in a minute. Just kind of talking, okay? Checking the pulse and kind of where we're at as a church in, in cohesion and cohesion, and thus why God wants us to, to press forward in cohesion as well as as well as mission. Um, but let me, let me just talk a little bit uh, with you guys and, and let you know where we're at uh, as a church and, and uh, so some things we can, we can celebrate and just who uh, people, uh, even knowing who are, who are key leaders, people that are serving at different, different places, um, I mean, paid staff, um, I mean, many of y'all know, but some of y'all, you're, you're new, you don't know this. Uh, there is uh, Eric Morgan, one of our pastors. There's Linda Sternfels who does administrative assistance. Uh, and then there's me on paid, on paid staff. Now, we've got other folks that have big responsibilities, and they get paid jack. Uh, and we're so grateful for so many of y'all who you pour your lives in, into this church. Um, but that's, that's paid staff. Um, there are several missionaries uh, that, that, both within the context of who we are as a church and externally, that we're partnered with. And that we're a part of what, what they're doing. Um, Doug Weaver, who was in the, the first service, uh, some of y'all know him. Uh, he, is, he is over all of Africa within uh, Teen Challenge, um, which is a, a discipleship um, organization uh, that they, they use the gospel to help people get off of chemical dependency. Um, but the primary thing is to help people uh, get saved. And, and uh, one of the greatest serendipities is freedom in other le- areas of their lives. Uh, Becky Anderson, another one that we support, uh, she's, uh, she's in the process of raising funds to go to Norway uh, with Young Life, uh, we love Becky, she's currently raising funds in Colorado right now, Wesley and Monica Skinner, um, who have been on staff with, uh, with Crew, uh used to be known as Campus Crusade for Christ, and uh, these guys are in East Asia right now and six months into a one year stint. Uh, and um, don't make sure you don't miss next week because in the middle of our service, we're going to have a Skype call uh, with those guys and just hear what God has been doing uh, in East Asia through them. And we'll, we'll be talking in code with them. And uh, uh, so the, it'll, it'll sound a little bit funny, but just because, um, I mean, they've had people who have infiltrated their ranks over there and have exposed some of the nationals to the Communist Party. Um, and uh, it's caused troubles, and so uh, it, so it is important that we that we protect uh, protect um, uh, uh, w- some of the information. Um, Jeremy Rose uh, is a uh, a pastor an Acts 29 church planter in the Nashville area. Another one we support financially. Leonard Smith, a Acts 29 pastor, who is in Calera, just south of of Birmingham, at Seven Springs Church. And Trace and Ginger Donahue, uh, who are in Colcheth, um, England. And uh, we're, we've been having some conversations with them, looking forward to, to partnering with them, sending some of y'all uh, to England to be a, be a part of helping these guys. So maybe God will even start stirring that. Um, so those are, those are some of our leaders, um, uh, inside and outside. Uh, I'll come back to some within, within Sojourn. Uh, within our Acts 29 region, things have continued to grow. Uh, we have, I think there's about 12 different, different guys that are in process, even within our own region, within Tennessee and the Alabama area, that are, uh, are in the application or the candidate stage. Uh, as far as those that are already, already out, we've got guys in Nashville, Chattanooga, uh, uh, Memphis, uh, Decatur, Tuscaloosa, Um, uh, Birmingham Um, got some other guys that are are rising up pray for Auburn uh, that's been on my heart for years Uh, we don't have a guy for Auburn yet Uh, also praying for a Montgomery and a Mobile guy Um, so uh, be be lifting lifting those up but there's been all kinds of awesome opportunities that we've had uh, to to raise up to coach um, uh, church planters Uh, we've got an event, you can pray for it even on the 13th just a couple Mondays away uh, we're gonna be bringing some of these candidates, some of the guys that are in the beginning process, and feeding them lunch and just encouraging them and just finding out how we can serve them better uh, while they're in in the middle of, of the process. Um, getting back to some of the leadership within Sojourn Church. We have a, a servant leadership team uh, of, uh, of four men that I'm so grateful for. Um, there's, uh, there's Eric and myself that are they're the elders of the pastors. And then uh, alongside of us, we've got, uh, um, we've got Luke Doran and Alan Hammond that, that are helping to serve with us. And, and so these guys just help us to kind of look at, at, at the, uh, the large, big decisions uh, and help us to process and pray through and how, how vision can be implemented. And I'm just so grateful for these guys. As y'all see, as y'all see them, uh, and Eric, I don't think, in here right now, so I'll just say this. That dude, just he, he is a workhorse um, he's such a blessing to me and to this church. And uh, Take time to thank him uh, when you do because he, uh, he really lays it all on the line every week um, to serve our church. Um, Alan Hammond uh, as well, uh, working 40 plus hours a week but also puts a lot of time in not only as a servant leader uh, on the servant leadership team but also as he oversees a student discipleship within our church. Luke Doran, uh, another leader. Uh, just thank these guys. Uh, they uh, They really... Uh, they don't do it for money because they don't get paid, and uh, uh, they don't do it for the accolades. Uh, they're just great servants. Other other leaders um, within our church, different group leaders, uh, where really the rubber hits, hits the road, um, got Chris Brown and John Stow and Matt Rigney and Andy Long and Cindy Martin, Michelle Sisson, Luke Doran, Jeff Webb, Doug Weaver, Eric Robinson, Eric Morgan, uh, just in some of the groups. You've got Judy Webb and Karen Burke leading leading different uh, uh, groups of ladies. Uh, again, Alan Hammond over students, John Stow with the, the- Theology Pub. Um, and uh, even as we prayed over John Stow and Matt Rigney before, the vision has always been, Lord, raise up men from within sojourn, and even move people here uh, that, that will come and serve you and love and serve this church. And that primarily that discipleship within a group setting, that that would be a catalyst and a class and laboratory for men to find out if they have a calling. Um, It's not a higher calling to be a pastor. Uh, There's no separation between clergy and laymen. We're all called to ministry. Um, But whatever your calling is, is high whatever it is, because that's, that's ministry. And we do want to find the men that are called to be pastors and elders, the men and women called to be deacons, to serve and, and by, by, to, to lead by serving. And, and, uh, and then all of us uh, uh, play in our part uh, within, within a body. Uh, just so grateful for uh, uh, what God's been doing. And I mentioned it before, but just say it again, that um, this is, we, our objective is not to get to a place where if you come on a Sunday morning that everything you see is absolutely perfect and polished and, and um, it's a dog and pony show, you know, just, it's just come and be entertained and you can be a consumer. We want this entire church to be a class and laboratory for those that continue to be equipped for the work of ministry. And so that means that um, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna, there's going to be other men that are up here that are preaching. Uh, outside of myself. Not only leaders, but people that maybe, uh, I know John will, and I know Matt Rigney will, before they're sent out. And uh, times for these guys to continue to hone, hone their skills. People within children's discipleship and other teaching opportunities. We want this place to be, uh, a, to be a church that's filled with people swinging the bat and failing. We want this to be a place where people fail all the time. You know what I mean by that? I mean that it's you're so free to be able to be able to try and step out and take a risk in what God has placed in your heart and your gifts and your abilities that sometimes you fail. But there's the safety net of grace for us to be able to say, all right, what do we what do we take from this? You know, what do we what do we learn? To where we continue to get people closer and closer to the bullseye of how God's made them uh, for maximum effectiveness. Uh, in uh, the body of Christ and so uh, I'm just thrilled about that and certainly you're not going to get a, uh, a perfect uh, preacher through me or anyone else uh, we, don't, we don't want we don't want it to, to be that we want it to be a place where uh, folks look and just say you know what, okay, this is realistic I see people all around me that are like me maybe I can serve Christ too does that sound good you guys? Um, Something that's going on as God is stirring, uh, even as we talk about cohesion, um, uh, and we'll get into it in our our own setting here in just a minute, but uh, just cohesion, not only for us, but even within our city, to be able to work together with other churches. There's some things that I believe God has that he wants to launch in our city that are not going to happen if it's just Sojourn that tries it or just another church tries it. It's going to be a body thing. It's going to be like John 13 said that they're, they're going to know your Christians by your love for one another. Part of that is within a congregation. Most of that's going to be within like a small group of people. But there's going to be an element of that within a city's con- context that God says, I'm going to show the entire city. I think maybe in some cases God will show a, a nation or a world. I will reveal myself because I show that the Christians can come together and to do great things uh, for Jesus Christ and great things for their city or beyond. So excited about that. One of the things coming up, um, Alan and Holly Hammond, who oversees student discipleship, there's a, a discipleship now weekend that's going to happen in two weekends from now, two weekends, the 17th through the 19th. Um, it's going to be uh, with uh, Summit Crossing Church and the Brook Church. And uh, just so thrilled that we get to, uh, to do something with some other, some other churches as well. And let me, as, as exciting as that is, let me just, uh, I'm, I'm going to throw, I'm going to pitch something out because there's some of y'all that probably need to be a part of this in one way or another. Um, that's going to be a, a, a time, where, I know some of the needs that are there, there are needs for food to be provided for host homes for that weekend. And so some of y'all need to just listen to the Lord and say, okay, I'm supposed to prepare something to, to be a part uh, of of that, because uh, we want to want to keep the prices low. It's going to be $40, but that doesn't include anything for host homes. Uh, and so I, I, it was going to be $55 otherwise, and I was like, you know what, I bet our church can just rally and come up with some food uh, so that the, the kids or the parents don't have to, to pay the extra money. Uh, now, honestly, though, I, I think that there may be uh, some of y'all out there that God calls y'all to throw out 50 bucks or $100 bucks, uh, to offset some of the, the the, the cost to where even the students uh, prices come down from the forty dollar, and so hey if you want to do that and, and throw you want to throw a check in or something like that just put discipleship now on the bottom of it and we'll you know we'll know that I, I just know God's gonna gonna deal with somebody in the next couple of weeks to to do something like that but um, we're just we're just so excited about what God's uh, gonna do uh, with that I know there actually even with that there's there's uh, uh, I think they need a couple more men and women. Uh, to help with the, the small groups in the homes. And uh, um, so if you're, if you're stirred about that, man, talk to me. You certainly can talk to, to Alan uh, or Holly about that. Um, it's somebody that you, you'd have to, to go through a security check if you hadn't already. Uh, we'd do that. But uh, we're excited about what, what God's going to do further in there. Um, there's uh, new leaders that God has been raising up and, and kind of passing the baton back from folks uh, to folks um, in the worship area this past year. Wesley Skinner passed the baton for worship leadership to, to Matt McDaniel, and uh, uh, man, it's just been unbelievable what God has done and how uh, Matt's been catalytic uh, to just developing a family, you know, uh, I'm just so grateful for it, uh, and uh, He's a humble dude. Uh, he's not in here right now, I don't think. He's a humble guy, and, and, and he knows, just like we all know, uh, I, I got a lot, lot to grow in, in my abilities as a pastor or preacher and other areas. And, and he's like, man, I got a long way to go. But you know what, man? He's got it. He's just got the heart. He's a worshiper, and I'm so grateful, grateful for him. Um, children's discipleship, uh, Matt Rigney's been carrying that, uh, that torch uh, for a few months. And uh, helped us to step up things in organization and planning and communication. Thrilled about that. And uh, this, just this week, we've passed that torch to Wendy Morgan. Uh, she's going to be. She's now the director of children's discipleship. So she brings her energy and her passion, uh, and her kookiness to uh, children's uh, discipleship. And so we're we're excited about about God doing that. Uh, creative arts. Uh, Candace is not here anymore. Candace Stow, uh has just been a part of. this really investing in a bunch of awesome artists and uh, just really being catalytic to seeing God do some stuff. And, and she's uh, passed that torch to Katie Calvert and uh, just so excited about we we can just celebrate what God's done and what God's doing and how he's transitioning things. And, um, thrilled about what God's going to do next there. Um, another thing that's been thrilling to see God do uh, is, and I mentioned this last week, but as we have... Uh, as we've just said, all right, God, it's all about you and community and mission. For somebody to really take the ball to say, man, we're going to plow forward and challenge people into mission. Locally in their city and all the way around the globe. It's needing somebody. And God has brought uh, and raised up some, some long-time friends of mine, Dave and Karen Burke. And uh, they are taking that torch. And we are so incredibly thrilled about that. Dave and Karen or they're going to be sharing next week during the message time. And uh, here's the deal about Dave and Karen. They don't call attention to themselves. They just quietly are powerful missionaries. And so for over 10 years, they've been been working locally with the downtown rescue mission, making a difference. Uh, For years, they've been doing work overseas and evangelism, but also a specific heart to bless missionaries who get tired and worn out and really to love on them in other countries. Um, they are spokespersons officially for Compassion International. And I know God's going to do a work uh, within us, probably with uh, Compassion International. And uh, um, So these guys, they make it just very believable and very achievable and duplicatable to be a missionary. And so after they speak next week, what they're going to do is they're going to travel around to the different groups and uh, just, man, just encourage and challenge uh, the rest of our body to, to just talk through us like, okay, what, what, where are you and what's hindering you? And, and, uh, just help people take the next step. You don't have to take 10 steps down the road. You don't have to be where you'd be as a missional person five years from down the road, but just to take that next step that God wants to take. And so they're going to be a part of just, uh, being, being catalyst to, to see mission happen uh, in, in their lives. Um, uh, this uh, Another thing, just kind of where we are, uh, and Eric's going to unpack this more at the end of our, our end of our time today, but just even in our, our budget, the way that God blessed this past year, our budget for 2011 was $213,000 to be able to do what we, we feel called to do. Um, and by the end of the year, $263,000 came in so somewhere right about $50,000 over the budget came in and that doesn't mean we have an extra fifty grand in the, in the savings God knew it in just in time because we, didn't, we weren't in the bank at the beginning of last year um, and didn't have all those funds set and so we were able to step into this place in July, start services in August and as we took a much bigger step of faith financially God showed up and he showed up through you guys uh, to be a part of of uh, investing so that we, uh, we could be right here uh, in this place. And uh, one, of the, one of my biggest visions is, has, has been from the beginning is being downtown. We already talked about that. But to be in a strategic location, to be in a place that this is our mission outpost, that this is where we put the flag in the ground to say this is Jesus's city. It's His. And from here we come and we gather and we just scatter everybody right back out all over, all over this city, and uh, uh, got visions of how we can, how we can use this place, just like it was used with justice and worship a couple of weekends ago, of, of different things that God has, God has planned, and, and we don't even know. There'll be other times to worship Jesus together. There'll be other times when, I mean, there's theatrical productions uh, that are done. Uh, I'd love for us just to to continue to reach out to our community where it doesn't have to have a Christian name on it. Maybe it's an up-and-coming band. And we just say, you know what, we'll provide a place for you to, for you to do a concert at no charge, you know, uh, and, uh, uh, and, or, or all kinds of other creative ideas just to build bridges with our, with our community and be able, be able to serve them right here uh, in this bank. And, and uh, so can't wait to see what God is going to do with that. Now, here's the deal. Cohesion. Cohesion. Um, we, uh, I'm so grateful for, for where we are. Um, I know that part of, part of where we are uh, has to do with original vision, that some of it was pushback from my days and my, all my life, really, in megachurch. Um, that I, I saw in so many, so, so many different places around the country uh, I saw um, places that, that basically ministry was about you got a building, you hang your shingle out, and you tell people, come to us, you know, for Jesus. And I was like, that is not it. That wasn't Jesus' uh, model. He went to him. He went to him. And, uh, and then again, like we talked about, it invited him into his, into his life. And uh, so the idea, uh, um, we've, we've talked about it uh, over the years, uh, was being obedient to the temple courts and the house-to-house house that we see in Acts. And the temple courts, that's when people, they did gather. They went, there was a place, there was like a sacred spot that they came consistently. And there was preaching done and there was prayers and singing that was done. But, but that was only half of the equation. The other half was what took place in people's homes. Where people's gifts got to be used. They got to break bread together. They got to get into one another's lives more, be available uh, to one another, and so like, God, will you help us to plant a church like that, um, and uh, part, of, part of my pushback from my earlier days was uh, that, that I was like, okay, all right, man, I wanted all to, man, so, I wanted almost everything to be done uh, at the level of, of the homes and, and, and folks that are out there, and decentralized to where it's like, man, people, they don't have to wait for the pastor to say, this is where everybody's going. But people just hear from the Lord. And that's absolutely a part of the dream. Um, but as a result of wh- who, we, who we've become and having, and having a lot of emphasis on that, uh, we've, we're a people that we need to grow in our cohesiveness as a people, as a church. We've got great pockets of people that know one another. But I know like just talking as a man and speaking on behalf of a lot of the other men, men need to know one another. They need to spend time together. They need to pray together, and to serve with one another. And so, part of the part of the dream, part of what we want to see, is, is to, to create some environments and some opportunities for, for men to get together, for ladies to get together. And, and here's an idea that I'm I'm, I'm not uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm throwing this out to journey group leaders to process with me about, but. It could look like this. Uh, maybe uh, if you thought of four weeks out of, out of, uh, out of a month uh, where groups gathered. Let's just say, what if three weeks, the first three weeks out of that month, that you gathered and you did your thing as, as a group, but on the fourth week, that instead of, instead of adding that other time, it's like one night all the men of the church get together, and one night all the ladies of the church get together. And we strategically, just month by month, just start making more inward steps with one another. The men capturing the hearts of, of one another. The ladies capturing the hearts of one another. And it's a cohesiveness that takes place because we're able to really serve, serve one another at a, at a large level like that. And so I, I don't know what all that's going to look like, but I'm excited about it. I'm excited that God wants to, to draw our hearts Together, uh, I'm, I'm thrilled that uh, that the Lord has has prayed for us. I want to want to read to you guys real quickly out of John 17 some things of, of Jesus's prayer uh, that he prayed before his Father that I think give us some more insight uh, to us. Starting in verse nine, John 17 verse nine, and you you might want to read the 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 verses before it too, to get more context. But here Jesus says, I'm praying for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those whom you've given me, for they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I'm glorified in them. I'm no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I'm coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. All right? So you hear cohesion there. First of all, the keeping part of it, that God is... He's got cohesion with us. He's never going to leave us. But for Jesus himself praying, God, would you make them one? you draw their hearts together. And God knows this is a miracle. Because when we come together, you know what we tend to look at? We tend to look at the areas in which we're different. It's just so easy to see where we disagree with one another. Um, And it's not bad to disagree with one another. Uh, It's good to be able to challenge one another. uh, But but we're to do that in a way that we're building one another up and we want the best for one another, not cutting one another down and trying to one-up one another. God wants us to to have a unity, a cohesion in the gospel. Verse 15, I don't ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They're not not of the world just as I'm not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. As you see that? So cohesion first. May they be one together, even as we're one. And from that place, send them out. Cohesion and mission. That's what God wants to do in, in Sojourn Church this year, you guys. He wants to draw our hearts to himself first. He wants us to love one another and serve one another faithfully. And from that that is the strength. That's the place in which we can effectively do mission. That's the place in which we can really look at our friends, our, the pre-disciples, those that are our lost friends or unbelieving friends. And we can, just like Jesus, did, we can, we can engage them, we can love them, we can invite them into our schedule. We can invite them into a greater community of maybe your, your journey group, some of the folks there, or, or even you invite them to the bank on a Sunday morning. But all together, then you're you're saying, but I invite you into my family. Come to Christ. Come to Christ. May God help us with that cohesion and that that mission. Uh, May God help us with those that are are helpless and wounded. But may we do it from a place of strength, from a great foundation. I believe God has a, a vision for cohesion, for us to love one another. I believe God has a vision for men. This year, I believe if you rally the men, you can take a city. I believe God has a vision for sojourn for reaching unbelievers. Folks that continue just week by week. People that are in your sphere of circles that start coming to Jesus Christ. He's got a vision for the oppressed. That he wants us to be about justice. He wants us to have our eyes open of what's going on in our own city and around the world of areas of injustice, and that we go there as Jesus says it. That we have a vision for our city. That we be a people that we say, all right, right here, and we've got our flag right here in the middle of the city, and we say we're in this city and we're for the city. And we want to be a part of God doing a redemptive work within our city. God's got a vision for the larger church in the city. I mentioned this a little bit earlier, that he wants to do some specific works that are they're not, about, they're not just about our church. He wants to do some things that it's about a greater cohesiveness. Um, he wants us to continually be thinking, it's beyond you. It's beyond you. And even as a church, it's beyond you. It's not just about us, but what God can do when he rallies the, the greater thing. And a vision for the world. I can't wait to see what God does this year as he starts telling you and you and you and starts saying, all right, this country, you're supposed to go here and, and this country. Or, or he says, this part of the city, you know, this, this part of our town, this helpless person, this, this person who's impoverished. You know, and, and you can't do everything just do what he's called you to do. Don't feel guilt for all the other things that are out there. Just say, yes, Lord, to the thing that he places in front of us. The last vision that I want to promote to you guys is God has a vision for prayer for us. We must know that it's not going to happen well. It's not going to be very effective if we don't pray. If we don't spend time alone and together begging God for awakening and begging God for revival. And so I charge you guys that you would ramp up your prayers and that, that some of y'all, you, you need to say, what do I need to do to get somebody in my, in my consistent calendar that we get together and the purpose is we pray. You just get together and pray. Maybe you take a lunch. It's like you call up a buddy, a couple of your buddies that's in in your group or your your study group, and say, let's get together. We're going to skip lunch that day, and we're just going to pray. Guess what? God will change things as you do it. So God has an amazing vision for this church. I'm thrilled to be a part of it. We're so excited that God is continuing to equip disciple makers because that's, that's, that's the job of us. As a church, I'm thrilled that we've got John Stowes and Matt Rigney's, and that God's going to raise up more. Going to get God's going to raise up more worship leaders and, and more ladies who are disciplers and Bible study leaders and those who are reaching out to the poor. And, and God is going to reveal calling in your life this year. Be ready for it.